Augmenters. This is our seventh principle of mentoring in our eight-part series. Today, we will be focusing on resilience. It's the biggest curve in our mentoring flow. When the water becomes choppy, you need to be prepared to remain resilient so your relationship does not go sideways. In this episode, our spirit guide is Bill Russell, a resolute man of immense conviction who I believe is the greatest winner in any sport of all time. Yet while becoming an NBA basketball legend, he had to persevere more unnecessary BS in a single day than many people will experience in a lifetime. Bill Russell stood tall so others would not need to experience similar fire. Remember, most missed jump shots will rebound to the opposite side of the rim, so stay on your toes, watch out for the shot fake, and listen with your heart. Here we go. Oh, oh my gosh, we are on episode seven. We are almost at the end of our journey. We've been through so much. We've seen so many people. We've met so many different characters along the way. I feel like we're like culminating in the most exciting, almost of all of them. Episode seven, we're going to talk about Bill Russell as our spirit guide for anticipating and thinking ahead with your relationship to avoid pitfalls. Our three symbols are the rebound, anticipating the block a shot, and number three, the actual firewalking, instilling other people's experiences into your own so you can actually internalize and feel those ripples. And this individual being the greatest winning, greatest, most winningest athlete at the professional level, also won two college championships and was a player coach I, I think the resume will speak for himself. Our firewalking spirit guide for anticipation is Bill Russell, the man, the myth, the legend that's still alive, who still has a booming voice and a presence in a room in his 80s that people six foot uh, ten larger <laughs> six foot ten. I mean, even though even though he's six foot ten, somebody as large as Shaquille O'Neal an even larger person does not command the presence of Bill Russell when he walks into a room. As we talked about it, the Boston Celtics great, played with only one team his entire career. I would go toe-to-toe and argue with anybody that uh, he is easily the greatest teammate of all time and, the, and therefore the most valuable player of any team ever, ever created. He won 11 championships in 13 seasons. Uh, but there is a really important history here that needs to be talked about was Bill Russell's relationship with the city of Boston. Bill Russell cared so much about his teammates that he could focus on winning games for them, even if the city was not treating him with, with respect, let alone the due respect of the greatest uh, teammate in professional sports. So it is so wonderful now to see him reconnecting, talking about all these things, I mean, talked about the prop department. Oh. I have this book sitting on my shelf, Second Wind, uh, for him to start coming back and speaking, you know, after his retirement. And he said, I played for my teammates. The city treated me poorly. It was overly racist. And, you know, which just kind of perpetuated the systematic racism that we've all been living in in America. Went out and won championships for his teammates. And then he continued to go out there 
and be a powerful voice for racial justice for everybody that's black and brown in America. And uh, it, it, it's just really a special thing that what he's done and overcome, uh, you know, Bill Russell anticipating you know, and having a thought process and a methodology for how he could do his job and make the people around him happy and therefore make him happy as a teammate. Mm-hmm. He wasn't playing for the spectators. He was playing for the team and the organization. Yeah. Russell was so strong and could see ahead and anticipate that he was still a leader as their best player, as their best teammate, and as their player coach as they continue to win championships. I mean, there's no word. Uh, and he did not get uh, accepted onto his JV basketball team. He, Ooh, just like Michael Jordan. He tried out for his JV basketball team and he did not get on the team. The varsity coach, his who he said was his mentor, and he probably thought the JV coach was kind of a knucklehead, and said, hey, look, try out for varsity. And Bill said, I just, I didn't make JV. How am I possibly going to make varsity? And George said, look, I'm going to drop you off at the boys club. I'm paying two bucks a month for you to come every single day. Keep keep coming here. Keep playing basketball every single day. I'm going to mentor you and you are going to make the varsity team. And Bill was like, A, Bill was open to getting the rejection, but accepting the mentorship. George was like, this is, I see something in this person. I'm going to dedicate my own resources. I'm going to believe in him. I'm going to, co- I'm going to be there for him and let's just see what happens. And of course he made the varsity team and then the rest is history. So I think that is a really important point because it's very easy to say, didn't work out, not meant to be moving on. And if he had done that, what would have happened? I did not know that story. I love the education about Bill having an early on mentor. That probably then speaks now to Bill Russell continuing to run the mentoring program for uh, you know, the NBA. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing what he's still doing. Uh, and for how long he's been, you know, helping others. Uh, but he had a great quote too about why people say, "Hey, wh- why do you never talk about your high school or your college career where you won two state championships?" And he said, uh, "Because by the time I got to college, I was already what I was going to be. So all that mattered was what was going to be happening moving forward." Mm. Okay. So he's a forward. He was a forward-thinking guy. He was always thinking ahead, not not dwelling on the past. It's actually a really good point. To make too, as you're thinking about firewalking, how important it is to always be, you know, kind of staying on the positive side and thinking ahead and, and seeing where the opportunities are and finding the opportunities that, that come ahead of you. I think, and this speaks to what his ability to clearly bounce back from whatever was occurring in his personal life to get ready on the court, is that our first symbol really should be the rebound. Ah. And this is where, and, and, and this is where Bill Russell excelled at being able to grab the rebound and then pivot and always know where to uh, throw the ball next to usually his point card, Bob Cousy, who was running in the same place up the wing every single time. So Bill could just turn and throw and knew his point guard would be there. So there's the rebound, there's the looking ahead. And then there's number two, which is the anticipation of where the ball will bounce off the rim. So you have to be able to, from the very beginning, just when the ball leaves the shooter's hand, you already need to have an idea in your head of where it's going to go once it hits rim and backboard and caroms in some 
potentially unlikely way, well, Bill Russell could see ahead. He knew where he had to be to get up in the air to grab the ball, to turn and fire a pass all in one motion. He could figure all that out in a split second as soon as the ball left the shooter's hand. And that, as an analogy for mentoring, is you really need to be able to start thinking ahead about where you think this relationship may go and where Mm -hmm. these potential pitfalls that come up. We're not going to try to go through and tell you what every pitfall can be, but just like any relationship, social, romantic, professional, whatever it is, this mentoring relationship has classic pitfalls in them. And you need to be really thinking as soon as words leave your mouth, as soon as actions are done by your mentor, you really need to be saying, okay, where could this lead? And how can I avoid a pinch? How can I avoid a pitfall ahead? Yeah. Oh, that is such a good point. Because I think so often in conversations, I think people have a lot of fear that they're not going to know what to say next. They're not going to know what, you know, they think, oh gosh, if I'm in this conversation with this person, that's my mentor and they're telling me something and I'm sitting there and I'm just going to like blank out. I don't know what to say next. But if you always think about the fact that you got to sort of be thinking ahead, picking up the clues. We've talked a lot about this. It's like picking up the clues in the conversation. Sherlock Holmes, picking up the clues and, you know, uh, finding the, the threads. So finding the threads and then thinking about, right, where is, where is this next thing going or what do I want to be talking about? So do you ever feel uh, worried about what you're going to say next in a conversation? <laughs> What's going to happen? I think about, I mean, I think you and I can really BS with the best of them, but it's because I'm actually nervous. I'm not, not with you, but with people I don't know as well and that I don't want to let down and potentially have a bad impression with. I'm constantly thinking of what's happening next. How am I actually interacting with this individual? What are the physical clues that I'm giving off? You know, like if I fall off my chair, are they going to think I'm an idiot and never want to talk to me again? Um, yeah. That is such, that is an incredibly great question, Jimmy. And thank you for asking me that because that I do a lot of new business. So I do a lot of conversations with people that I don't know their business. I don't know a lot about what they're talking about. And I'm trying to both seem empathetic and smart same time. So when I initially started the business, I had, I really had a limited idea of what I was talking about. So I'd be in conversations and I was, I, I would sit there and they'd be telling me something. And I have to be honest with you. I would just, I kind of would almost pray. And I'd be like, all right, I need an inspiration of what to say next. I don't know what to say. So I tried to just get quiet in my head. And I found that if I wasn't thinking about what I was having for lunch or what, what this person nicked me or, you know, is my shoes uncomfortable, whatever, if I actually really got present with what they were saying and then really got quiet in my head, I would have this intuitive thought that would come that would help me like move the conversation into the next direction and say something smart of some kind. So I, I have a lot of times where I have to get really quiet in my head in a conversation and just wait for that intuitive thought of the next thing to say, because I don't always know what it's going to be. And I think that's something that um, then becomes very genuine because it really is then kind of what your instinct is in the conversation. Like, I think when you're younger, it's harder to maybe entrust that intuition. Um, But I think really, yeah, just kind of leaning into that intuition and, and waiting for that intuitive thought that will help you have that conversation or know what the next thing is to say. As part of this intuition and continuing to look ahead, I think it brings us to symbol number two, which, which has to be shot blocking. Bill Russell is the number one shot blocker of all time again. And he will say that when you block shots, one, you always jump straight up. So you never jump into somebody else's space. You never kind of get in their way. He would say that he, he was 
attacking the ball. He was going up. He was seeing what the offensive player was going to do. He was relying on his intuition, what that next move was going to be. And then he was going up and totally changing the game where when he entered the lead, it was a horizontal game. And when he left the game, it was a vertical game. And, you know, before we get too far with our analogy, it's really about thinking ahead and go up and meet that next idea this next inflection point in your relations, in your mentoring relationship, you know, but, but really go out there and, and be prepared for it. So you've already anticipated it with the, where the rebound might go, but Hey, what's better than getting a rebound, stopping the ball before it hits the rim potentially goes in. And that's the offensive part and really being proactive is where I see with this block shot Mm -hmm. analogy going is you got to be proactive and and really think about where this relationship is, is, um, you know, might end up. Well, because you want to keep things going. And that's the thing. I mean, when you think about Bill Russell, you think about his career, like you said, how many years, how much, how much, uh, how many championships he had. He just, he was, he was consistent and constant and, and also really loyal and dedicated also. I mean, obviously, like you said, to the Celtics, I mean, for all that time, all things considered. So having a mentoring relationship where you are consistently showing up, you are, you are consistently adding to the, he's consistently adding to the game but you're consistently adding to the relationship. And then you're also, you know, sort of firewalking in the sense that you, I mean, the shot blocking is basically just keeping, keeping it from getting off track. At least, you know, to block a shot, to help get a potentially bad thing out of the way, you really need to think ahead and truly be loyal and conscientious of your teammate. So though he was never scoring a lot, he totally affected the game through defense and being very active in that moment and that's where shot blocking and rebounding are fantastic analogies for how to really grow and cultivate a mentoring relationship over time you've already said about you know kind of feeling comfortable and confident in yourself and clearly bill russell was comfortable and confident in himself even though the entire storm around him the crap he was putting up all the bullshit racial unrest uh, that it was happening then and still happens now, yet he can still have this laugh and light up a room then and now. I mean, it's incredible. And you'd think that this person never had a moment of weakness, yet before every big game, due to nerves, Bill Russell threw up. And it is a <laughs> classic way of just like you talked about, you know, hey, you didn't make the JV team. Well, this, he would say, he's like, I would be vomiting till I had nothing left in my stomach. And, and I can hear the fans. And 30 seconds later, I'm out on the court starting the game, trying to play against the best offensive player of all time, uh, Wilt Chamberlain. And yet he would go out there and take care of business every single time. Uh, uh, so it, it's okay to feel doubt. That should not derail you. That is actually the truth of firewalking, is feeling the fear and doing it anyways. And- I mean, that is such a firewalking thing, right? Is like actually when you feel that, I know that feeling. I mean, I, that's what I was talking about with the roller coasters, right? Like I started riding roller coasters because I I wanted to feel the fear of what happens when they put the thing on you and the kid like is like all clear and you're like, fuck, I have to do this. And you just are on, like you have no choice. You're going to just enjoy mm-hmm. the ride. Or firewalking is the mental process of... Mm-hmm thinking through somebody else and what they've done and, and almost actualizing somebody else's anecdotal experience as a memory and learning for you. 
which is very powerful for people in business because I can tell the story of, hey, I totally messed up and didn't realize that my accounts receivables was about to go to zero and I was going to run out of cash. But I didn't see it and boom, the, the AR hammer hit me. I had no cash as a combination of sales cycle versus payment time, terms crisscrossed. Well, if you're also becoming a startup CEO, you can hear my story, firewalk it, internalize it truly by actually listening and caring about me, about your teammate in this, you could, you could say with Bill Russell, and that's going to actually help you avoid it because now it's part of your intuition. You've gone through this enough. You can feel that ripple that's coming and, and be able to adjust because we get so much information now. There's really no way to always be analytical because there's too much info. I, I think our third symbol is if the first symbol is the rebound and the second symbol is to block a shot, I think the third symbol is actually firewalking. It's feet on, yes. it's feet on coals and, and trusting that the person that's telling you the story is going to tell it in a way that if you're an active listener, you can internalize or the 16 year old that got you strapped into that roller coaster, <laughs> you need to trust them that you are not going to fail on this because they're not putting you in a place to walk over fire, literally, if it would actually burn your feet. So I think it is, you know, knowing that there is trust in this relationship and really being part of it. And some of that is that trust that Red Auerbach gave to Bill Russell, where they both, Bill said, you're the best player, but I don't know what you're doing. We're just, we're just going to keep doing it. We're going to totally empower you to go ahead and be the best. Oh my gosh, I love that. And then the other thing that made me think so much about all this too is I read a lot about the mentoring program that Bill Russell, which like, I don't think we even knew when we thought of Bill Russell as a potential mentoring thing. I don't think we even had I any clue I did not. of how involved he is in mentoring, but it's actually showing up for people. That's like the whole premise of his whole mentoring program. So what you're saying, Jimmy, when you talk to somebody like me as a business owner and you tell me about what happened to you, like we're really showing up for each other. We're having really genuine conversations. It's not sort of a, you know, like a, I don't know, out in the ether. It's really showing up in real life, showing up for these conversations and really, really sharing and really listening. So I love that he even after all this time, that's what he's really focused on is how do you do mentoring ongoing in real life with people showing up, you know, week after week. I don't know what else to say other than, you know, Bill Russell, you know, helped create today's NBA. And as a, as a player coach, it is so clear that he would be one to say something about how important it is to be able to, to love somebody else, let alone to be loved, because you both have to be out there playing and you have to be out there thinking about how to make everybody on the court better. Yet he's also out there doing it at the same time. You know, his ability to have duality of thought and action uh, is a fantastic spirit guide. And uh, uh, it, it's been great talking about him. I want to, I want to meet him. So Jimmy, this was so great. I'm so glad you showed Bill Russell, who I knew a little bit about, but now I've learned a lot more about in terms of how Bill Russell not only is an incredible person who's advocated for mentoring, and I've learned a lot about his feelings about mentoring, but he's a great symbol for firewalking um, and how you show up for this mentoring relationship, even when it's challenging, even when it's hard, you keep showing up, you support each other, you support your team, you take care of each other. And, um, and he was amazing. So thanks for coming up with it. And, and you support your team, let all else fall to the side. Bill, 
This is for you. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Oh man, Jimmy falling out of his chair. Never a dull moment with Nerf basketball. Hope this episode has you feeling ready to go vertical when the course takes a turn and follow your intuition with the confidence, power, and resilience of the six foot 10 legend, Bill Russell. We'll be back next episode to talk more about resiliency with Kari Brown, another man who in his day could also protect the rim on the basketball court. But nowadays, he looks out for others as a first-class leader, igniting change through mentoring all around Washington, D.C. Look forward to seeing you then. If you want to help Julie and Jimmy on our mentoring journey, then please subscribe, because we all should ask for help. Thank you to our producer, Erica Samus. See you soon. Mm -hmm.